guys, welcome back to the Mission Empowered Podcast with me, your host, Emily. Oh, jazz hands, jazz hands were survived today. Don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, hope you are all good. So, this week's podcast episode is all about when it comes to fat loss, is it quantity of calories, calories in versus calories out, that famous saying, or is it quality of calories? Which one or how much do they play a part? in our fat loss results because I guarantee if you're listening to this you're probably thinking well obviously it's calories in calories out right so as always in the in the fitness industry in the fat loss world it's not quite as clear cut as that Uh, and that's what we're gonna dig into today so I've got my notes and ready to go but before I do that little insert if you missed it, last week's episode was a really short episode because it was all about the Mission Empowered Podcast live events that is happening Saturday the 6th of April. Tickets go on sale at 9am, uh, March the 9th, March the 9th, no, 1st of March, March the 9th is my birthday. <laughs> it's totally like I just dropped that in. March the 9th, don't wish me happy birthday or buy me presents, please don't. Um, but yeah, so 1st of March, Friday the 1st of March is when tickets go on sale for that. So that'll be epic but if you I'm not going to talk about that now if you haven't listened to it guys go and listen to last week's episode okay so let's get into this one then because this is really important and if you're one of my gorgeous clients who have worked with me you you will probably sense that this this episode you know what's going to come on it because I am very much about with my girls and my clients and anyone who comes and works with me we have to be aware of the the food quality that's going in as well as the quantity and what really boils my blood is when there are people on Instagram with huge followings. They they give some advice. They give some advice, but then they literally will turn around and be like, it's just calories in, calories out. That's all you have to remember. And I feel like that is so leading people down the garden path because that's not fucking true. If you are, like, let's say morbidly obese like literally all that matters is that you have to lose weight for a life and death situation then yes calories in calories out is going to count it is going to be like to be all that ends all but but i am talking about in extreme cases here and for the majority of people who listen to my podcast we are all looking for that long-term solution that And when I say long-term, I don't mean that you want to be on a diet long-term. You want to get results long-term. You want to get fat loss and you want to keep it. You want to get fitter. You want to get healthier. You want to eat better and you want to do this for life. Because if you didn't want that and you wanted some sort of shit shred or some terrible advice, you wouldn't be listening to my podcast because that's not what I give you. So where is it going around with that? So yes, when it comes to fat loss, what's more important? And you might have gathered by that intro, girl, is that it is a bit of both, okay? Yes, if I could describe it, it makes no sense how I would describe it. I would describe it as like, okay, I'm going to describe it like this. Obviously, I don't think about these things before, before the episode. I literally just press record and like, let's see how we go. Imagine like a, a, a bubble, okay? A bubble like this. I would say the quality of the calories is the majority of the bubble okay so where them calories are coming from the food sources then calories are coming from they take up that bubble but around that bubble 
is a 18 karat gold lining that's keeping that bubble there. And that 18 karat gold really thin lining is quantity of calories. So the majority of the bubble is quality, but that bubble wouldn't exist if it wasn't if it wasn't being held by quantity. I know what I mean. I hope that makes sense. Is that well, if if you have like you could eat, this is like not backtracking, but given the other side of what what in case some people are thinking. You can eat healthy, but if you're not tracking, you may not still be in a deficit. You may not equate to fat loss, okay? So it actually comes from the quality of calories really does matter, but it isn't going to matter unless you're doing quantity as well. So it isn't just saying you're going to get sustainable, great fat loss and amazing results if you just have, which we're going to go into now, a whole diet filled with ultra-processed foods. Like, you will achieve fat loss, but will it be harder? Yes. Are we going to find out why? Yes, we are. So this is my next point, is that when we look at quality versus quality of calories versus quantity of calories, they both play a part. But if we can really knuckle down and understand that the quality of calories and how much of a big part that plays alongside the, the, the quantity of, of the calorie deficit becomes a lot easier to manage. And this is probably one of the things that people get revolutionized when they do work with me, whether it's in a one-to-one capacity or whether it's on the fit and six. People, one of the two most two most common feedbacks I get are feedback comments. One, I can't, how am I eating all this food? I can't believe how like not hungry I am. I'm finding it really tricky to, you know, by the time I get to dinner, I'm quite full from breakfast, I'm quite full for lunch. Like I can't believe it. Okay. And they get results, obviously. The second feedback is how much I didn't want a chocolate bar when I sat down after the, after my evening meal today. How much that I'm not from, from picking the kids up to driving home, wanting to stop at the shop and get sweets. How much I'm not craving at 11 o'clock to go and get that cookie, to go and get that muffin. Sugar cravings completely decrease, okay? Now, both of them aren't, both of that, both them feedbacks aren't to do with quantity of calories, they're to do with quality. Because their quality of calories is so high, they're able to stick to their calorie deficit, which is the quantity, a lot easier. Okay, so this is something I really, really want to hit home. Uh, because this, this is definitely a mistake I have made as well when I was younger. And, you know, we've heard a lot about my fat loss fails before. But I remember thinking, do you remember anyone remember special K bars? God, they were good. I don't even think they make them anymore. I mean, they were shit. They were just super processed, but they tasted good. So I used to have one of them for my breakfast. Because I used to be like, yeah, cool, you know, at least I'm having something. But the quality, well, can we even call it calories? It was a 90 calorie breakfast, okay, or 60 calories, can't remember, not a real meal. But the quality of that was literally pure fast carbs, glucose, sugar, like that was it. If anyone doesn't remember them, let me describe them to you. So they're like special K covered in like syrup, dirt to stick them together. And then they had like white icing on and they had like little red berries in them as well. They're basically a biscuit. Uh, they definitely don't make them anymore. But I used to have things like that for my breakfast, you know, and think, well, it's the, I'm on a diet, so less calories, the better. And by the way, you've all heard me talk about how I started dieting when I was in school. My big, I still remember this now, my mum will absolutely vouch for me. Biggest downfall used to be when I used to get in school, at home from school or college or whatever, You'd get home at like that half three, four. Oh my God, I swear I must have eaten about 
between five and ten digestives, probably most days, because I literally would walk into the kitchen, go up to the biscuit tin and be like, hi, mom, like, just, like, not who does, everybody, I so many people does that, okay, not everybody does that, but that is a very common habit, a very common trait that if we're not in tune with, um, you know, how dieting effectively works, um, that's a very common habit that I see people do, and even I used to do it. So let's go into what I'm talking about here then. So when we talk about quality, because that's what the majority of this is going to be, because we've covered quality is very important, but it ain't happening about quantity, okay? And quantity is a calorie deficit. That's pretty simple to cover, okay? It means consuming less calories than we're expending, uh, sorry, consuming less calories than we need um, to put us in a calorie deficit, okay? So... We are going to talk about quantity, quality of calories. I'll tell you what, fucking quantity and quality are basically the same words. We are going to talk about quality of calories. And when I talk about quality of calories, I'm talking about processed foods, ultra processed foods, and then non-processed foods, okay? Let's start with non-processed or unprocessed foods. These are very, very rare to come across. On social media, it's very popular, I think, now for people to talk about processed foods and how we should steer clear from them and blah, blah, blah. But what we have to remember is that we live in a modern world, right, girls? Literally everything we touch has probably been processed in some way, not from a bad point of view, but from a health point of view. A lot of fruit and vegetables are now processed so that they, you know, are killed of germs. Your chicken that you buy, your chicken breast that's in the package, that's processed because it's been, you know, chopped and measured and put through a process to go into that packet bag. Frozen peas are processed because freezing a fruit and vegetable is a process. So there's nothing particularly terrible about processed foods, okay? But when we cross the line to ultra-processed foods, and there are, I don't know them off the top of my head. I just know that there are grades of ultra-processed foods. So, for example, if we take we take bread, for example. So, we know bread is a processed food because it goes through a process to be made, okay? But it's it's got all the ingredients in together. Um, it's not super processed. Now, comparing a loaf of bread to a sweet and sour chicken meal from the chip shop okay which is uber ultra uber processed ultra processed because the chicken is probably rehydrated aka not real chicken or not a very high quality chicken content it's covered in another uber uber ultra pro i'm just gonna say uber processed it's covered in another uber processed ingredients it's cooked in monosodium glutamate which is a man-made you know um a man-made ingredient which makes that gloopy sauce so we know that that okay that is an ultra processed meal because actually the the quality of them calories is very low because they are so man-made okay so when we talk about ultra processed we're talking about things that you probably wouldn't make in the kitchen from scratch because the ingredients aren't readily available to us um, because we're not working in factories and stuff like that, okay? So that's what we're talking about. Now, ultra-processed foods tend to be made up of a lot of sugar, fats, salts, things that make you go, mmm. <laughs> Is that a Diet Coke advert? Things that make you go, mmm. 
No, anyone with me? Let me know. Um, I'm pretty sure that used to be something. See, this is not the joy sometimes of when you do a podcast on on your own. Is it you have these little inside jokes with no one to have inside jokes with? Mm. Um, okay, so they are they tend to they are tend to be foods that make us want more, and we call these highly palatable foods. Okay, that is why they are made. Ultra processed foods tend to be less on the health scale or the healthy scale because they're so removed from like what's natural. So we have to remember, girls, our bodies are 99% the same as where they were in our caveman days. And in our caveman days, what caveman dies? Caveman days, what were we eating? We were eating meat. We were eating fish from the river, meat from the land, plants from the ground, plants from the trees. It was very nature okay nature driven our bodies are still they are the types of food that our bodies work well with they digest really well they take energy they know how to use it they're full of fiber now compare putting ultra processed foods which man-made chemicals we know that there's always new foods coming out on the market like high processed food like crisps cakes stuff like that imagine putting that in your body and what your body is now thinking about that your body is going to be like what the fuck is this like, you know, it is not a coincidence that we have so many gut issues now and that our diets are so much worse now than where they were 40, 50, 60 years ago, okay? Because the westernized diet, the ultra-processed food market or whatever you want to call it, food market, food company? No, you know what I'm saying. Ultra-processed Oh my God, that is going to really pee me off. What's it called? The ultra processed food market. That's what we're going with. It's so high now compared to what it was 50 years ago. And remember just what I said about them foods being highly palatable. They make these foods. So you go, "Mm, that was fucking great. I could eat more of that. Like sometimes when I'm in a shop, I, especially like around my periods and stuff as well. Still get used in. But bear with, who can relate? You can look at a, a, a pack of cakes, right? And go, oh, that looks nice. I know that I can't buy them cakes, especially around my periods, normally just around my periods, because if there's six cakes in a pack, I ain't eating one. I'm eating probably not 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 normally six. I'm normally feeling a bit sick by then. Easy three or four. And not because I'm a greedy little pig, but because they they're highly palatable. They're light. What are they full of? Sugar, fat, salt. They, you eat them, you go, mm, that was so good. I didn't even feel like I'm eating anything. And then you eat another one and then another one. And then you go past the shop again and think, oh, they were great last week. You buy them again. That is the ultra processed food market working at its finest. Okay. But what they don't take into account, what they don't give a shit about is what it's doing to your body and not just your body, but like your, your body, your gut, your your brain, your motivation, your energy levels, okay? They don't care. They care about you eating it, enjoying it, and buying more of it. That's it, okay? So, you can tell I didn't really have a plan for this episode, but we're going with it. So, we're going to come back to quality of calories versus quantity of calories for fat loss, so stay with me. But I think it's really important to understand about unprocessed, processed, and ultra-processed foods, okay? And it's the ultra-processed foods that I see a lot, a lot of people when it comes to fat loss. They're the foods that people are like, well, you know, I'm in a deficit. I'm on 1,600 calories a day, plucked out of thin air, right? What can I fit into that? 
So can I fit in five digestives, some ice cream, a snack pack of popcorn, a mini Kit Kat, some Haribo. Okay, so that's taken up 600 calories. I've now got 1,000 calories to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, that is literally how people think. And that is why people have unsuccessful fat loss. Because if you had, if you take them, if you take them 600 calories back and you're like, right, I've got 1600 calories to try and get as much fruit and veg, you know, hit my, hit my fruit and veg quota of five to eight portions a day. And then I've got a protein quota to hit. So I'm going to make sure that comes from the least processed foods as possible, but maybe I'll be using some stuff like whey, some, um, them algae protein yogurts to top it off. But I know that the least unprocessed that I can do, the better, okay? Now, I want to say a point that I am not digging out the mini packs of Haribo, the Kit Kat. I'm not digging them out. You absolutely can have them. The problem is you're trying to have them for 60, 70, 80% of your calories. And that is why fat loss is unsuccessful, is unsuccessful when we don't take into account quality of calories in our deficit. Because let's go through... Like, I really want to go through then the effect that quality of calories have, okay? So, where we look at good quality food, such as your fruit and vegetables, your whole grains, your lean sources of protein, your healthy fats, all of them, okay? We know that our body knows how to digest them, how to react to them, how to break down their molecules and use them and utilize them optimally in our, in our bodies, right? So, that means we know our body's going to have good energy from them. And by good energy, I mean, slow release energy. I mean, not compared to having a, a pack of fruit pastels, where you think I need energy. So I'm going to go and buy fruit pastels rather than buying that tuna salad sandwich. The fruit pastels is only 200 calories. The tuna sandwich is 300. I'm going to save myself 100 calories and eat the fruit pastels. You have a quick energy peak followed by a huge energy drop an hour later. So what do you do? You go back in the shop and you go, oh, crap. Well, I know I didn't have them 100 calories. I'll buy a Milky Way. That's only 100 calories. And what happens? That energy peaks and troughs again. Whereas if we had bought the tuna sandwich, we wouldn't have had that big, um, that big energy peak and drop. We would have had a steady release of energy. And side note, girls, what I've just gave you two examples of processed food because packet sandwiches are still processed. But what we can look at is which one is further down that processed line? Fruit pastels, honey, just because they say natural flavorings does not mean they, they're squeezing raspberries into them. Okay, we're just going to cover that. So we need to look at, okay, you know, we've got the tuna, which we know is a lean source of protein. We've got the whole grain bread, which is what tuna normally comes from. And maybe we've got a bit of salad on there. So we know that we're getting some good quality calories versus the fruit pastels, which are pure sugar, man-made sugar, and it's just going to cause the peak and drop. But if we look at that and we just think of calories versus calories out, well, I know that you're going to pick the fruit pastels. And I know that you're going to want to pick the fruit pastels because you're in a deficit and you want sugar and you're hungry and you haven't planned properly. So, oh, this episodes can open up a whole can of worms but everything I talk about on previous podcasts as well about being planned being organized prioritizing protein if we do all of them stuff the likelihood of us likelihood of us rocking up to a shop and having to choose between a tuna sandwich and a fruit pastel is quite minimal 
Okay, so first that was that was energy, so that was point one. Only another four to go. No, right, I'm gonna have to hurry up here. Okay, so I speak I just spoke about energy and how quality of calories does matter because if you're in a calorie deficit, the likelihood is you're also tracking steps, you're also trying to work out. If you're being if you're getting shit energy or you know, peak and trough energy, do you think you're gonna feel motivated to do your steps? No. Are you going to feel motivated to do your workout? No. Even if you get to your class or get to your gym, are you going to put 100% effort in? No, because you've got no energy. So therefore, this is where quality of calories really does matter. Because when we're in fat loss and we're working out and actually we just want to have energy for ourselves, it matters. Okay, we want to be having that good energy. Okay, next one then is quality of calories on digestion. And again, we're going to tie into and the processed and the ultra processed foods is that when we have a high ultra processed diet so if we're having for example a croissant for breakfast a microwave meal for lunch a takeaway for dinner and you wake up the next day and you're like oh my digestion does not feel good or my farts stink or i haven't been for a poo it's it it is no surprise you are experiencing all of them going back to what i said earlier about our body is not reacting well with high processed stuff because they don't know how to. Your poor gut bacteria is like, what the hell is this chemical? Like, what is it, you know? So many women, when I first speak to them, tell me I suffer with IBS, I suffer really bad with bloating. When I look at their food diary, I am like, no shit, you literally haven't two pieces of veg over the span of three days, no wonder you feel fucking terrible, you know? Or you're having, you know, again, these these snacks, what people say, what people talk about, even high-protein snacks, like if you are classing a protein bar as, as like a staple in your diet, I know that you can make a better choice when it comes to that earlier meal. So, for example, what I mean by this is if you're having a chicken salad for your lunch and it's 50 grams of chicken with a salad with some potatoes and you're like yay great go mate i mean i'm not taking that away yes go great go you but then later on in the day you're having to rely on 250 calories of protein bar every single day my advice would be listen go back to your chicken salad and chuck some more chicken or some couple of eggs on or a bit of bacon in that get a leaner source of protein there and it was it's going to help you not drive towards that protein bar every single day. Okay, so what I'm talking about here, girls, when I'm talking about high protein snacks and stuff like that, I'm not saying we cannot, we cannot ever have them. But the problem is we're getting too reliant on them. We're absolutely getting too reliant on them. Um, I don't eat a protein bar every day. You know, sometimes I do I do like a biscuit most days, but that will that will change between, you know, a ginger nut, um, a Kit Kat, a little chocolate, like something around the hundred calorie mark. Sometimes it's a protein bar, but sometimes it's not. Um, because I don't have to rely on it. This this is the point I'm trying to make, is that even processed protein can give us bad gut. Okay. And I see this a lot with clients who call themselves like, you know, fussy eaters. For me personally, I just think that's years and years of bad food habits um, that you're ingrained in yourself if you can't get lean sources of protein because that's what people struggle with. So they they then tend to just go, well, 
I've had, and by the way, they only do this for a week because then I see it and call them out on it. But they might say, look, I really struggled this week. So I just ended up having a protein bar and protein shakes on top of my meals to make up. And I'm like, absolutely not. And again, this comes into calories in versus quality, quantity of calories versus quality of calories. If you have a coach or you're just tracking your quantity of calories, then on paper, having a fucking protein shake at breakfast, lunch, and dinner is going to work, inverted bunny ears. But we know that that is terrible. <laughs> Not You are going to have trumps like I do know what. If you've got a partner, they ain't sticking around because your ass will smell like it's got a dead rat up it. But also you are really lacking in nutrients, in vitamins, in fiber, in, in variation in your diet. So we know from a health point of view and a sustainability point of view, that's not happening. That's not happening because your quality of calories is down. Okay, so tailoring back to what we were saying then, digestion, a digestion from a quality of calorie point of view is very important that if you've got gut issues, I genuinely want you to go and look at your diet and look at the quality of your calories that you're getting from. Even if you're smashing your calorie deficit, are you hitting five portions of veg a day? Are you getting a couple of bits of fruit in there? Are you having whole grain carbohydrates? Are you having lean sources of protein, not relying on protein supplements? Go and look and then reestablish. Okay, no, actually, do you know what? Maybe I'm having too much processed food and I promise you it will help. Okay, so the next one then is hormones. Hormones, so how highly ultra processed food affects our hormones there is absolute studies that show that again if you think about something that's super man-made and you know i'm not talking about the frozen peas here we're going into ultra processed the things that have been chemically made that have been chemically chemically made to hit your brain for your brain to go mm, that was nice you know these things that are made from the companies that don't give a shit about your health, they just care about the money you're putting in their pocket, they absolutely can affect us hormonally. Again, is it a surprise that, you know, depression is absolutely on the rise while ultra-processed food diets are also on the rise? Lack of inactivity is on the rise. Is it? A, is that a surprise? Gotta feel like I'm saying a poem, you know? Um, one of the best things that we can do to support going through depression or reducing symptoms of depression is improving our diet. Like that is that is the advice from the NHS, from the government, is that if we reduce ultra processed foods, then we may see symptoms of like depression, you know, um, decrease. So there's that side of the thing, it's that side of hormones, but also when we talk about fat loss, then. When we have ultra processed food, this stops your body being able to regulate satiety and fullness. Okay, so they are two different things. So when we talk about satiety, we feel satisfied. There is a difference between feeling satisfied and be, be feeling. There is a difference between feeling satisfied and being feeling full and being full and feeling full. I'm feeling full, okay? Well, 27 minutes of talking on your own, it's a long time. I'm feeling full, okay? So being satisfied means 
You might not be hungry, but you might fancy a bit of chocolate. So you have a little bit of chocolate and go, oh, yeah, perfect. But you're not necessarily feeling full off it, are you? Whereas, obviously, feeling full is having a meal where we finish that meal and I'm like, oh, do you know what? I'm good with that. Now, we don't ever want to get to the point where we're like, you know, Bessie Bunter, oh, my God, I'm so full after every single meal, obviously. We want to have that combination of, you know what, I'm, I'm full, I'm good, and I'm satisfied, okay? Now, when we hit, when we eat whole, food, whole foods, we tend to get to that point because whole foods give us plenty of fiber. When we have whole foods such as avocados, not they give us good fats, which then, so fats are the, hum, fats signal to our hormone that's responsible to say we're satisfied. That's why fats, even in a dieting phase, are still important to have in our diet so we have that satiety but when we have these ultra processed food they don't do that to our body they don't tell your body you're full they don't tell your body you're satisfied because they're so highly palatable so remember highly palatable the ones that we eat and we go mm, we eat them again because they're full of chemicals that make you do that we don't get we, they absolutely throw out your your body's ability to know am i full Am I satisfied? So think about the share bag of sensations, okay? We all know that although they're made for sharing, we could get through them. You know what crisps I love? Um, what are they called? Mac Strong. I need my CrossFit girls listen to this. That's funny. Um, but Mac Strong crisps, like the rich ones, I know. I don't buy them. Um, or if I do, I measure them. I put them in a bowl and then put them away. So I'm only having like a little portion of them. I know I can have the whole bag of them, no problem. And then you look at the whole bag and you think, fucking hell, I've just eaten the whole bag, I'm not even full. I can go on eat my tea now, no problem. And again, that's because that food, highly palatable. What's in that food? It's got carbs, it's got sugar, it's got salt, it's got flavouring, it's got no fibre, so it's doing fuck all filling you up. Yeah, it's going straight in. Your body is absorbing the, that energy. It's peaking it and it's troughing it and it's done. And then you're back on that cycle of what can I eat next? This is where hangovers, hangovers are a whole nother podcast, right? But think about this when you're hungover and we go for that highly palatable foods because one, we feel sorry for ourselves and we want to eat it. But two, because our blood sugar levels are so low, we're constantly needing that cycle. How much food can you put away on a hangover compared to how much food you can put on away on a Wednesday? You know, it's, 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 crazy to think because you will look back and think god i can't do that but when you look at the quality of food and the lacking quality of food you have on a hangover it's not surprising because when we look at ultra processed food that are made up the majority of fats carbs sugar flavorings no fiber we all remember from the fiber podcast how fiber how great fiber is but if we're not having that then of course we're going to do it so that is how quality of calories can affect our hormones. I think the last thing I'm going to touch on, guys, is be, being on fat loss. We're going to make this our last point because I've been chatting on for 31 minutes now. Is that when we look at fat loss, we, we now know that quality of calories really matters compared to quantity of calories. We all understand that and the effect that it has on our body, on our energy, on our hormones, on our digestion, on our sustainability of doing that diet. We get it. But there's one thing on fat loss that I want to talk about when it comes to ultra processed food versus less processed food, and it's readily available energy. And I'm going to leave you with this point because uh, I just feel like we've our heads in the game. If we're still listening, you deserve to know this. 
you will hear people say a calorie is a calorie calorie in a mars bar is the same as a calorie in a, in a broccoli i'm here to tell you that it's not and that there are other factors that go in to a calorie being a calorie because it depends what else is in that food so as we've spoken about fiber is another one that could you eat 700 calories of Mars bar, which is probably about two Mars bars. Probably could you eat 1400? Probably a push, but could you eat 1400 of calories of broccoli? Probably not. So, my question is well, if a calorie is just a calorie, why not? What, why not? And it's because your body has to work so much harder because of that fiber in that broccoli, because of their nutrients, because of that density of that broccoli and what it does and fills us up the volume of it the water content of it is that it absolutely reacts differently in your body versus the 1400 calories of calories in a mars bar because that cal the calories in a mars bar they are the readily available energy so that means your body hasn't got to break down that mars bar that much to get the energy it needs from it because the mars bar is literally there like i'm ready i'm here let's go as soon as that mars bar goes in your mouth that sugar starts to go into your bloodstream your body hasn't got to think about how much fiber is in this how much water content in this it is just like the sugar's here let's go we're so ready let's transform it into our muscles oh we're sitting on the couch watching netflix let's start the process to store it as fat Okay, this is something called readily available energy. And this is something we need to understand about quality of calories. The higher quality of calories, the calories we are getting from them whole foods, your body has to work to get through to get to that energy to utilize it, which is why we don't have these big sugar spikes and drops, which is why we don't have these big energy peaks and these big energy troughs is because our body is because these the energy coming from this food, our body has to work to get because they're natural sources. This is the processed stuff, the stuff that gives us that dopamine hit, that happy hit, that woo, sugar, let's go. Your body hasn't got to work to get that. And so this brings me to the final point of when it comes to quality of calories versus quantity of calories, it makes a difference. It is absolutely going to make a difference if you just focus on quantity of calories but you are focusing on the readily available energy, the ultra processed food, the lacking in fiber. You're not going to sustain them, them fat loss results very long. And if you do sustain them, my God, are you going to feel like shit in that process? Versus the quality of calories. Not only are you going to get nutrients, minerals, feel better, better energy, better digestion, better sleep, better mood, better hormone balance but you're also going to be able to stick to your calorie deficit for longer because of the volume of food that you're getting, because of the steady rate of energy your body's going to be getting. Now, does that mean we have to pick one or the other? No, of course not, because we live in the real world and it's me. But it just means focusing 80 to 90% of your calories from that whole food and enjoying that 10, 20% of ultra processed food because it's the fucking world we live in you know, and we're not here to, about to suck joy out of our life. But it's also understanding that if you're dieting and you're thinking, oh, I'm on a diet. And so I'm going to have, you know, I think someone told me, I said they had cake for the day. It wasn't one of my clients. It was someone I was talking to. I can't remember who it was. Example, they had cake for the tea because it fit into the calories. How did they feel going to the gym the next morning? Shit. So that's my point. All right. So let's wrap this up. 
fat loss, is it quality or is it quantity that's most important? As everything, it's a little bit of both. But it is definitely quality impacts us. And I hope from the, from this episode, you are now really thinking about the quality that you are putting in your in your body. And I'm sure after this, I could have done a second part as well. But yeah, hopefully it helped your cogs get taken in. I hope it helps you make better choices and have better results on your fat loss journey. Guys, as always, please, please, please drop me a message. Let me know if this episode helped um, on Instagram at underscore em.powered. And I would really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and shared it on your social media and tagged me so I know that you're listening. All right, guys, I will hopefully see lots of you buying tickets for our in-person event on Friday at 9 a.m. Otherwise, I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much, guys. As always, speak to you soon and I love you. Bye.